0: And it and it's and it's tough because of course we need the galleries, we need the museums, we need those people, but also they need, need us. They need work to put on their walls. They need things for people to come and see. But but my it, whole my whole career, I've
1: rethought that. Really, and especially especially now, I am in the deepest thought I've ever been about all that. <laughs> Bebop. Bebop. all right here we go so when this uh you know covid just keeps coming up i don't know why you know why a world pandemic would be, keep coming up in uh in our talks but but they it does and when the pandemic first hit I uh, I was worried, being an artist, making my living this way. And um, I started to paint things that made me regress into childhood. And that was, for me, one of the main things was baseball. Right. And that got me um, involved in some virtual shows. The first was Battle of the Bay. Oh, yeah. And then that led to... Um, a fundraiser for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City, and it was me and ninety nine other artists, and I completely felt like a kid again, because these other artists are just into into um, the subject matter as much as I am, and. It was like when I was a kid and trading baseball cards. Um, so one of those artists, I really love his work. I've particularly seen him on Twitter more, which I thought was cool. Because I just started using Twitter again. But I love Andy Brown's work. He's here with us today. And we're going to talk about stuff.
0: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm all right. I'm all right. It is uh, six o'clock here of a dreary december day here in the uk oh no no november day sorry here in the uk um but i'm all right it's um you know we can talk about this for ages if we want to but you know it's been a strange <laughs> well we'll make it
1: around the the thing that really stood out was um your your baseball
0: tour of stadiums yeah. um can you talk about that project yeah, a bit that's what I'm, I'm that's what i'd normally be doing. You know, I I lived in South Korea for 10 years, uh, from 2009 to 2019, and, you know, I'm a British fella, of course, Um, we don't play baseball here, really, Um, you know, there is a a community certainly now, and there are teams now, but there's certainly not the level of baseball culture and fandom and, you know, all the rest of it that that you guys would have, but anyway, in Korea, they're, 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 they're they're quite into baseball. So when I was in Korea, I got invited along to a game and just thought I'd go along and see what it was like. And, you know, I've always been into sports to a certain extent. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Like the the atmosphere um, and just the layout of the field, you know, just the, the, the shapes of the field and the dimensions of the field and the, the crowd cheering and the whole atmosphere. And just started kind of watching baseball relatively casually. Nothing, nothing you know, nothing too, too much. And then... You know, I was, I, was, I was in career teaching up, teaching um, in um, high schools and middle school, uh, international schools. And over the years, I just started watching more baseball. It was kind of like, it was such a part of the culture that I started going along to more games. And then when I, when I, did, I did, again, maybe like yourself, but whenever I'm out and about or whatever, I usually have a sketchbook with me. So I'd be drawing small drawings of wherever I am. And then I'd start, be, I'd be drawing the baseball stadiums. And then after a while... I think the, 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 I've always been into crowds and, and communities or like a collective sense, a collective ideal, a collective notion of who we are, our identity, um, who we cheer for, who we boo, uh, what makes me different to you, you know, all these kind of things that we have in life. And of course, they're on sporting levels, which are, and not so serious but sometimes quite serious and, and in much higher 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 levels uh, there, there's these serious kind of differences and, and things we cheer for and whatever else um but there is also that collective humanity um but so i started painting these these the baseball stadiums i would be in there and doing these sketches and then i started going to see other teams and learning more about baseball and career and um and then of course every time you go to a baseball stadium the one thing you notice is, is, is they're all different um, you know, a football stadium or soccer here in the UK, every field is roughly the same sort of size, uh, same sort of shape. Um, but with baseball, the great thing is, is that they're all different. And, you know, you have some that were right in the heart of the city, some that are outside of the city, um, some that are very modern, some that are very old. Um, so then I noticed, of course, my drawings would change according to that. Um, the colours would change according to the fans and the uniforms and the weather and all that sort of thing. So then I wanted to just start started capturing that and I started to... I guess I started to take it more seriously where I thought, actually, this is this is what I really want to focus on. Um, and then, of course, I heard, oh, they played baseball in Japan. So, you know, I wasn't so far from Japan to so go to Japan, see a few games over there. And, you know, baseball in Japan is very different to Korea, very different to Taiwan, very different to the States, very different to Mexico. And again, it was just even more interesting. I was like, wow, you can really get a sense of how these, these, uh, the people uh, celebrate, how they cheer, how they come together, how they congratulate how they commiserate how they do everything together and you can really see that in especially in sports because in sports we tend to let ourselves go a bit and you know in those 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 countries are quite conservative in their um in the way that people express themselves at times so in the sports you can actually get a little bit under a little bit more of a closer idea of of you know what's going on and and, and what people really value so i i started painting baseball stadiums so i went around um all the stadiums in, in Korea, Japan, Taiwan, one in China. And then since I've been over to the States, painted all 30 MLB ballparks there, painted Minor League, Independent League. Um went down to Mexico last year where I finished in the States, went down to Mexico, Cuba. Um, and I've actually t- I've actually done a couple of paintings in here in the UK. I I did the MLB London Games in 2019, the, the first MLB London. Red Sox and Yankees games. I did those, and then um, and then I started painting. I, I, maybe about six weeks ago, I was down at a, uh, one of the UK-based teams. I was down at their ballpark, painting their their place. So, um, so yeah. So I get around painting baseball stadiums, and when there's not a, a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> well, it, it's uh, it's always cool to get the
1: background on this type of thing because you know I saw the that you had painted all these stadiums, but getting the why is so interesting, that idea of celebration. Mm -hmm. And I think we all come at it from different perspectives and that's what makes the artwork. And that show we were in together, um, they're they're doing again, I don't know, are you participating? So that starts, that'll start pretty soon. But but yeah, you know, everyone comes at it from a different angle. To me, it was... um, just a desire for history I grew up in a family where um we don't have many pictures of our ancestors um the ones we do are really faded out they look especially the when we were on the subject of the negro leagues those those pictures aren't the highest quality when you compare them to what we have in the MLB absolutely but that's what makes them so Mysterious and cool, and those histories even richer to um, to read about and kind of do archaeology on. Um, I I love I love what you're describing with your project because it is um, as time passes that morphs. You know, stadiums even from when I was a kid have changed. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Like I always uh, Wrigley Field's always my um, where I come at it from experience so I was born in Chicago, and um, um, and it's one of the stadiums that's left where uh, you know, the mechanic down the street's doing a commercial during the, the innings, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to what it is now in the jumbotrons. And
0: um, yeah, you know, our, our sporting culture says a lot about us, I think, you know, the way that sports promoted, the way the players react the way the fans react uh the food of course that's served the music that's played everything it's got such a rich um cultural tapestry there which which has got everything in it and it's got all our anger and all our happiness and all our every every bit of a human emotion is there and um and it's yeah it's it's just fascinating I, i find that it just it never stops there's always more there's always something else revealed and um and you know it's, it's like I've, I've got a canvas here that i was doing in cuba and it's got the ballpark of course and it's got the background but then i've got in the i'll, I'll quickly grab it it's got this this guy in the, the bottom right hand corner here. let me try and show you this hang on and he was the guy who was selling the uh the tropicola i don't know if you've been to, have you been to cuba
1: no and I would love to. But, yeah, amazing. Amazing
0: been. place. Amazing people. Amazing culture. But the let me show you here if I can, if it shows up. So you've got the ballpark here, of course. You've got the background there. This is the Toros in uh, Camaway, And, of course, you've got the flag. But what I found really interesting with Cuba is you've got these bits. I don't know where this is showing up. But you've got these bits around here, which are pictures of Fidel and the Revolution. And also of, like, baseball players. But it will say, underneath it, Patrick's... Uh, Patrismo and comunidad and all the kind of values of of their society and and and, and of their 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 politics and then he, here in the crowd you've got this guy here he was the guy who was selling the tropicola so that's like coca-cola but they don't have that coca-cola and um, they have tropicola so he was the guy selling that in in the crowd and he came along and I was painting and then he sits down for a bit we have a chat and I thought okay right so I'm, Painting him, sorry, painting him into the canvas, so it's got all these little characters and these little stories of, um, of you know, the people I met that day and, and the weather and the, the, the surroundings and, and all this sort of thing, I don't know how well he kind of shows up, you can kind of see him there
1: and he oh, kind nice. of whistles
0: He'd blow yeah, it blows to get attention um, so it's, it's um, yeah, I love it, you know it's, 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 uh, it's frustrating at the moment of course with the pandemic that I haven't been able to carry on um you how know, long what, have
1: you been working on this project
0: painting ballparks maybe god i don't know now it's, it's kind of hard to say because you know it's, it, i don't know what you think i I, I would have thought you'd have the same sort of thing it's never like i start anything new it's always just like you're doing the next thing it's like okay well you know you you, you know i'm doing babe ruth here but but that was you know 10 years ago, I might have been painting a portrait of my granddad or something. And it's just like, you you know, it's its just that evolution. It's just part of your, your own practice, your own mind, um, just coming through. Now,
1: now, I guess that was another curiosity. I mean, because all I've seen is strictly baseball. Is that just like what you're into right now? Or does that more? Because I have tons of different projects but mm-hmm. and i've learned to compartmentalize them and even market them but yeah um,
0: i i you know i paint everything i would say but of course kind of like you know i think in the past i've probably been guilty if, if that's the right word probably isn't it isn't the right word but but in the past i do everything many 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 different things and i think part of the problem was that nobody really knew exactly what i did And although I didn't necessarily want that, there's always that thing. I don't necessarily want to be pigeonholed into, right, you're the guy that does this. Because I feel like actually, again, as an artist, I feel like, right, okay, in here, I'll be painting baseball. I'll be doing usually things more to do with that. Uh, You can't see it right now. But behind one of the canvases here is a portrait of my dad that I did, I don't know, six weeks ago when he was in the garden. Um, But those sorts of things I tend not to put so much online because it's not related to the niche, I guess that people know me for as much. I do yes. because, because I also want to be, I want to be me. Like I feel like that's, that's um, so important in your, in your artwork and your practice is that you're authentic, that you're genuine, that it really is what I'm passionate about. I know that if I'm, if I don't care about it, I won't paint it. Like I'm just not interested in it. You know, something inspires you because you've got that, you've got that burn for it, but you know, you don't, you can't get that about everything. Um,
1: well, it's that—that's interesting to hear. I was—I was very curious about that, and I'm even a lot of the other artists. I'm curious to hear because even you've probably seen most. Well, you, on Twitter you see it, how random I can be. <laughs> is that, yeah, I think okay. the yeah, <laughs> yeah. whole lot. But, yeah. but as far as like uh, on Instagram is where I've really learned to. Uh, just separate them because I don't want to, uh, like you said, it, it runs counter to the artist's mind to just say, yeah. you're only doing this. Yeah. In fact, that's the best way to get us not to do that. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm never, I'm, I, I always struggle, but, but this is, you know, there's, there's just two such different sides to this where I feel like, I wouldn't say I'm a baseball artist I, I, I'm, a, I'm an artist you know I paint yeah. land I paint my family I paint the flowers outside I paint you know whatever and I paint baseball I'm mostly nowadays renowned for painting baseball but some people would say well that probably makes you a baseball artist but I, I, I don't think it's as simple as that you know I feel like that's but I also think that's part of the consumerism world or the you know the world we live in is is, is that people want to know okay if I want a baseball piece of artwork then you know, I go to this guy. If I want flowers, I go to this guy. Um, And I think there is also something in the depth of it as well. I feel like the, the, um, when you are more, when you're focusing on one project more or one part of your work more, which is what I do with baseball, then I think I did, I do think that develops a richness to it. And I think it develops that, you know, those ideas come through more, but you see for me again, I mean, I've got, you know, here is Cuba again, And I would say my my interest is the ballparks and the baseball and and, and the culture within which it's played. So it's, you know, it is the the ballpark, it is the game, it is the atmosphere, but it's also what's going on outside. You know, the policeman, uh, the street, the market vendor, the church, the piazza, you know, wherever it is, like, or the plaza, sorry, what is the, where is this game played? What makes it different in Cuba, two in Korea, two in Japan, two in the States, and so on and so forth. So, you know, for, for example, here's like, that's, that's one of a, a train ride that I was on from, I was trying to get to the game. So it was like, it was supposed to be an eight hour train ride, but it ended up taking 16 hours because it broke down. And when it broke down, we didn't all get off the bu- off, off the train, but the lady said to me, oh, if you want to get off, kind of, you can get off here for a bit. So everyone's just come off the train. It's four or five o'clock in the morning. I was just like, Jesus, awesome. mental, yeah. like, never, and I never got to the guy, I didn't get to him <laughs> 16 hours. Um,
1: you know, great. and then again,
0: this guy here, this is a guy called Jimmy that I met in the local square, and, you know, he came up and was talking to me and whatever else, so I did a quick painting of him there, and it's, to me, it's the whole, you know, it's everything. I want to capture the country, I want to capture the culture, I want to try and learn a little bit about, how people are doing things there and, and why and, and, and what does that mean to me and, and, and what, what does that um, what does that tell me about life i guess very cool um, it, it's kind of
1: become a, uh, a passport to you to other yeah. cultures and yeah that's, yes
0: I, I think yeah i think it's uh, I, th- I think painting is that. I think when you're, when you're an artist, you're observing so much, you're looking at things so much, that you're not always actually participating in them. So it's almost more like you are, you're you're moving around the world, watching the world in whatever place you're in and whatever culture you're in, rather than um, being part of it, if that makes sense. You know, you're, you're kind of coming, you're, you're looking <clears throat> this way, you're not actually in it, unless you, do, I guess maybe you're doing a self-portrait. but. <laughs>
1: no that's it is um almost like somebody else is doing it i feel sometimes you know right i don't know if that makes sense at all but (laughs) or if i should go get help but um you know all the i can't even start to comprehend the things i make sometimes like where that came from because when that started it was blank that always freaks me out that we start with nothing and something evolves
0: so how do you start? So do you think, right? I want to paint a picture of um, uh, Montgomery Brewster. I saw your painting of him the other day. I love <laughs> that. Where does that well, come from? When it's pop art, um, it you know we we have our
1: references. I'll, I'll go I'll go from the reference, but then I'll quickly discard it, and then it becomes me breathing life into that. Yeah, Montgomery Brewster is just that's a movie I remember growing up. And yeah, part of doing that is like I'm pushing buttons in the world and seeing who else remembers. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but that, was, that was why I loved it, I think. Because I saw it and I started laughing. I was like, Monty, Brewster. I was like, wow, I yeah. forgot. Because did he end up playing for the Cubs? Or was it that his team, or did he own the Cubs or something? I can't remember how it worked out in the film. I thought, I've got to watch it back. Yeah, I don't remember the plot either, yeah. but I did. I did this act, this portrait of Jim Rice actually, and I thought it looked like
1: Monty Brewster from the from Brewster's oh, Million. <laughs> <laughs> so, and a, a lot of um, you know, outside, I guess, even in it, humor is so important to me. If I could make nothing but funny pieces all day, I would do that because um, I admire oh, yeah. comedians for that reason that they can get up there and do that for however long they do it. Because, um, I don't, I can't do it in painting. I wish I could. Um, cause that, that would be a tremendous hilarious body of work, but the times I that,
0: I think you do do it though. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I look at your stuff and, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way or a bad way. I'm not meaning it like that, but look at your no. stuff. Love it because I'm like this is it just makes me laugh. I feel like this is there's a real joy to it. Well, I have to say, like
1: the the, the idea of how I make things because you know if I sit there and focus, I draw really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always, especially when I'm doing pop art, I started with these album covers, um, and I would uh, take music and and redo. The album cover and i always my my narrative in my head was that i was a graphic designer i got this assignment i turned it in and they shoved it back to me and they said what were you drunk when you did this did you paint this and you know it's like oh, of course not you know <laughs> it was up all night you and, uh, and so that's the attitude i have when i make any piece really is just um Kind of this drunken master thing, <laughs> even though you know I'm not I'm not a raging drunk or anything. It's just kind of humorous that approach to me. That um, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> I, I I like that it it has its effect on other creators because I'll yeah. see them start to take more looseness in their own work and. And the other part of that is, like, I like people to look at what I do and say, I could do that, because absolutely you can. So do it if you if that's you what you want to do.
0: But you know what I, I, I was explaining to my mum earlier about? I feel like there's a huge amount of bravery in what you do. <laughs> put yourself out like that in that way. I feel like that actually takes a lot of guts. And, and I feel like because it's so different. that's why That's why when I was looking at the, you know, I think your stuff popped up I don't know where exactly now Instagram or whatever I was like wow this is great because it was different and it kind of hit me I was like wow this is great
1: I became aware of you on Twitter which I was going to ask you because I, I was uh, uh you know the the pandemic word is coming up again but when that started I really started to look at my social media and I realized that this girlfriend of mine had made a Twitter account for me years ago <laughs> and I was like wow I'm on Twitter um but I had not done anything with the account, so I was like, "Well, we'll take the content you're making and put it through there." And um, I, I think part of it's when I tried to use it, it just I didn't get it. And then, um, and that's where you started popping. I'm like, "Wow, there's other artists on here." <laughs> and then I saw I draw baseball cards. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, love his work, the Gypsy Oak guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of
1: great artists that were getting buried on the other platforms but all of a sudden we yeah we we see each other yeah um, which is cool and that it um it's just interesting all the different ways we're able to market now and and i don't know if you were talking about like bravery as far as like because I'll, I'll make these we were talking about the videos before we came on that i make yeah. and um and I'll, I'll i'll take the bravery thing because yeah that um you are exposed I think in general when you make work but then adding a layer on that and putting your face (laughs) there (laughs) and and now people are really looking at you yeah um but to me that's never um done anything but brought positive things my way um that um once in a while there's a bully out there but um the the balance of that um it's just so great that um I, I just i keep doing it and it's weird because i don't um i always say i record and then i don't ever watch that stuff again unless i need it to repurpose for marketing purposes but i don't um no. it's very awkward it's an awkward experience hey. <laughs> I, I, like I, even even doing, doing this to... format it's like I'm, you know i get nervous and um yeah
0: but I try to do it's a video in my hut here, and I'll, you know, you, I have it on the selfie thing, and I'm thinking, okay, right, just introduce this painting, just say something good about this painting. <laughs> and of course, then you can't say your name, you can't say where you're from, you can't speak properly, or everything just goes out of your head. And before night know it, you're cursing, you've done it 10 times, you're sweating, you're angry, you just feel like, oh, this is just horrible. And, and, and of course, all you wanna do is paint. And it's, um, but you know- it's, Well, it's, it's and that's
1: a good point
0: most of us just want to create and
1: early on I I, I would uh, in my career I you know would look for advice here and there and one of them was this one guy and he said look either you find somebody to represent what you do um, and if if you don't manage to do that you have to do it like those are the two options and um I always dreamed that I would find the right lady to uh compliment me and uh serve as my rep but um being a horrible person at relationships that never panned out so I said um well let's uh let's get on
0: camera (laughs) there's there's two things to that I feel like number one like you, the, the good thing with with social media, with Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever else, is that you can represent yourself and your artwork in the way it want, you want to represent it. Like you can use the font that you want, you can use the background you want, you can say the things that you want, and it's really nice in that respect, in that you can be completely, you can kind of keep it completely in your way of how you'd like to brand yourself, but like we talked about before, the problem with that is that I, I think actually I could probably sell your work better than I can sell my work. Because yeah. I find that when I'm not talking about my stuff, it's so much easier to say, Wow, you've got to see this guy's work. It's so cool, it's so funny. It talks about this, it's all digging into memories of his past and blah, 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 blah. I can do that because I can get really passionate about things that I love. And there's something there actually is that I I I it's, it's, there's, there's a strange relationship when it's your own work. How much you like it, how much you love it, how much you despise it, and all this sort of thing. I think it was Pablo Neruda.
1: You know that author? Um, Who's Pablo Neruda. Oh, no, I don't know. South American. South American. And I don't remember all of the words, but it was pretty much this piece... And he's talking about himself and it, at the end he's like man i would really love to meet that guy <laughs> and that the other day i got asked for a bio and um there's nothing more um frightening about yeah. that uh, you know that's just I, i'm like okay because it, it's just weird it's awkward it's awkward for me to what i've learned with um you know from the marketing perspective is um well you have to think around that and i've learned to just talk and sometimes you know it works better than others but as long as you keep talking
0: yeah <laughs> but, um, being yourself isn't it? but i also think you know you know my dad told me something the other day which i thought was very good he just, he said well what you're saying is facts, you know, I was like, like, sometimes I feel like, you know, I I never want to be the guy that shows off. I never want to be the guy, oh, look at me, I've done this and I've done that and ain't I great. Well, but then then part of it is you kind of have to do that. I feel like at times actually you do have to say, look, you know, my work is valuable. My work is worth being part of because I have done these things. I have achieved these things. Not other people have done these enough. So I think there's a value in that. But there's, but at the end of the day, if you're not lying about it, if if you actually have done it, then I feel like actually, if it's truth, you're saying, and it's, and it's put across in the right way, then I feel like, well, then you're being, you're just saying what you've done. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but it can be, it's a very hard thing to, to do without a doubt, I find. I think
1: what I've found is that you, you know, it's the Ernest Hemingway principle. Um, I have degrees in literature, by the way, if you're wondering. (laughs) why I keep going to literature. but, uh, <laughs> but uh, So I, I got to make use of that education somehow because I took, I took all that education and became an artist, a visual artist. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's that whole, you show, you don't tell. I don't come in here and I say, well, I'm great because yeah, I yeah. simply show you and I'm not telling you that yeah, I'm great. I'm very proud of what I do. But, you know, it's your judgment. I am at the end of the day asking you to perhaps purchase or follow or share me or like or, you know, whatever whatever new thing comes along. I'm asking you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you duet me. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so, well, talking about that, how do you um how do you exhibit? Cuz you uh, have a, a big body of work, from what I can tell, like
0: yeah, I've got a um, huge body of work exhibiting. I find that kind of hard in the fact that it's it's hard to get those opportunities, isn't it? It's hard to find the right people. I find, especially you know, baseball. A baseball exhibition in the UK is not going to go that well. You know, it's not that interesting to most people. Um... Now, this year, like, up until the COVID thing, I I was going to have an exhibition at the, the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. Like, they've got one in Cincinnati. They've got their own museum. When I was passing through there in the summer, I met the director, and I was talking to him, showed him some of my work. We kept in touch. And... Uh, must have been about February time we were speaking and he said you know what we're gonna can we have a you know two months or whatever exhibition of your your ballparks from from the MLB and you know the story of your trip and I was was like this is fantastic like this is just what I want this would be um for me I'd love to go to that exhibition I feel like that'd be a really cool exhibition really interesting to see these things um but of course because of COVID well that's that's not going to happen um so really, I mean, at the, 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 the moment, I haven't, I haven't exhibited in a long time. I've just got the possibility that the piece I did for the Negro Leagues uh, might be going over to the States to be exhibited. Um, but, you know, I find one of these things where there's kind of an opportunity to do that. But now I've got to look at, okay, how am I going to get the piece over there? Who's going to pay for that? Framing it. All this sort of stuff. And it's... That's that that's that next level where you're like you're just on to that next stage of, okay, you've got this this stuff that you need to figure out and work out, um, yeah, how it's gonna work. And it and it's and it's tough because of course we need the galleries, we need the museums, we need those people. But also they need need us. They need work to put on their walls. They need things for people to come and see. But my it, whole my whole career I've rethought that. Really? And especially especially now. I
1: am in the deepest thought I've ever been about all that because um, I have, I have three kids, all five and under. Um, One of them has uh, respiratory issues. So what this whole event meant to me is uh, I don't leave this house. Mm. Now, traditionally, i would go out pop-up exhibit we have a gallery here which we're not running shows at that i was part of starting that um which is yeah it's a shame when i think about we're not doing shows it's i I miss that a lot
0: yeah
1: but you know how how long has it been since i've been in that state and um we still have a home I have figured out how to market and every day I market part. This podcast is part of that. Mm -hmm. There are many layers to it. I enjoy immensely that I get to talk to you. Whereas normally that conversation might be trickier or yeah, Yeah. but we, we get to share ideas, perspectives. Um, So I I guess um, kind of bantering all that, I mean, online, how, how do you, how do you
0: push your, your
1: artwork?
0: Oh, how, online, Twitter and Twitter and Instagram.
1: Yeah. And then really? do you, do you have a. I have a, I'm a
0: trying website. And yeah. ground Um To me. I, because I guess, so I started traveling, I left the UK in July 2019, and then I was traveling through the US, Mexico, Cuba, and I didn't really know when I was going to end. I I just thought, right, I'll just go, I'll get painting, um, and I'll see where i end up. I didn't know I was going to end up in Cuba, didn't know I was going to end up in Mexico. I had my route around the US planned, and a few of the teams kind of knew I was coming and that sort of thing, but I didn't really know what was going to happen with it. I just thought, I'll go and kind of see what happens and I kind of felt like, and I still feel like, I feel like, well, if I keep generating the work, if I do the work and I do what I want to do and I do what I'm proud of and I do the, you know, I do it in the way that I want to, the way my, you know, if one day I feel like painting like this in this style or in this this technique or whatever else, then I'm going to do that. And I feel like the more I've done that, the more opportunities have popped up and the more I've put myself out there, the more opportunities. Have popped up, so you especially
1: have just, such unique opportunity. I mean, the you know, the um we will come to an end of this pandemic, and you will be able to travel again. But when you were doing that, were you were you video documenting at all? Were you because just chatting at the camera and uploading that type of thing would be tremendous to what you do. Because I I happened upon the verbiage where it described your project, and I said how freaking cool is that you know yeah if you're you're adding that layer um representation will come to you yeah and 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 that but then that becomes like i said i'm in deep thought about that that becomes about thinking what you actually need and making sure it's the right representation
0: yeah absolutely absolutely i i i i you know, I did that trip, or when I was, when I was, especially when I was in the, in the states, it was such a, it was such a crazy trip in terms of like I'd be in, um, you know, I'd be in out in Phoenix for two nights, then I'd be in, then I was in L.A then I was in San Diego, then I was down in Tijuana for a couple of nights, and it was just like two nights in places, two nights, two nights, or it was just one night and then on to the next place. In Baltimore, I painted at Camden Yards. That night, I left, got in the car and started driving towards Pittsburgh. So because it was such like a bang-bang kind of thing, it was, there was, I, did, I recorded video, I did some, but I didn't do as much as I kind of wish or would have liked to in a certain way. Um, You know, I always thought, oh, it'd be really great to have kept a diary, but I didn't because there's just no time. Like I had to drive seven hours to Pittsburgh or four hours this way or get the hotel, get some more paint, get some more cameras. What's
1: great about that selfie mode is you rattle at the camera. And I I think, especially as creatives, we think about, um, we overthink how things look sometimes. But when it comes to marketing – there's a lot to be said about just getting it out there. Yeah. It's not always as graceful, but I, you know, the, the videos that I guess you've seen, um, I've gotten that down to where I'm just doing that on my phone now. Yeah. I used to bring it into premiere and spend too much time on it and I was burning myself out, but now I do those, I do them on the phone. I have a formula.
0: Yeah. No, it works. yeah it works because it fits in with you i think and i think that's that's so important because that's that representation i feel like when i watch those videos i think ah this is this is, i can really see you and i can really yeah. see your work and i you know the font the color the way you put everything up i'm like
1: well
0: yeah <laughs> and, it, and, and it works it's that it's got that wholesome thing to it where it's like this is the whole package and it's watchable and enjoyable and i think ah, oh, yeah this is this is i mean I, you know i like it um i think everyone can do that though i
1: I could see your personality coming through on something like that. And, um, well, I, was, I, and I, I always say these things because I want to see them. I want to hear from other artists. I, yeah. I dig what other people do because it just um, it gives me more ideas. It makes me think about things. Um, and, and that's part of this. That's why we got into this was uh, art is dialogue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but don't you... Th- I, I think what you do well there is that you don't get over tight with it or you don't like you said you, I don't think you overthink it I feel like you're there and you do yourself your selfie thing and you're talking about the painting and what you were thinking about whatever and it's just nice and it just comes out and I feel like there's I think there's something really powerful that's kind of something that I'd like it to be more of with with how I do things at times because at times I feel like oh what am I going to say and how am I going to say it and how do I put it across in this way or oh that was a good and then I'll say something I think oh that was quite good maybe I'll, okay I'll do it again and I'll say that that was good the natural flow that you have, I think, works really well. I was kind of looking at, um, is it Twitch? Do you know Twitch? Is it Twitch, the video streaming thing?
1: I'm studying it because I um, i think it's great, but I don't, um, as with a lot of, uh, the new stuff comes out, and then I have to figure out how to use them. Part of the videos that I'm making came from looking at TikTok and wondering, yeah. um, well, it's like, I don't want to do dances just yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, but I, I am interested in in broadcasting to all of these people that at the moment you can reach organically
0: yeah um, and that, that's what I liked about these dream team pieces because then I could I could really establish like a relationship between me and the people watching you know in, in in the pandemic we're all in we're in lockdown we couldn't leave the house and again it's kind of like what you're talking about like like I've got the football dream team at the top here behind me but You know, these players represent so much to different people. And, you know, you're talking about Monty Brewster there. That represents your childhood. And, you know, I saw it. And the reason it made me laugh is it represents part of my childhood because I remember watching (laughs) a thing of the film. And, you know, we, we lived through these guys in such a great extent that there's such a power in that. But then I found that, like, on Twitter, you'd get people talking about well, this guy meant so much to me because when I was eight years old, blah, blah, blah or I had his baseball card when I was 12 or I traded it away or I lost this and blah, blah, blah and I feel like there's so much power in in these people these icons that we look at and how it's it's part of our our nostalgia it's part of our our being Um,
1: It's it's just the idea that um, as a spectator you oftentimes just like I'll pick somebody that's my dude And we talked about this. Did you do the uh, balls and bagpipes podcast? No, I haven't. Oh, they'll probably open that up again. But those guys are great, and um, they did it as part as the part of the um, the Negro League show. Um, They were just promoting. So I I got one of those spots, and we were talking about how um, sometimes you know a person will be like, "Well, that was my my player." And he, he wasn't a very good player, but maybe yeah. maybe you went to the stadium and um, yeah. he acknowledged that you said, "Hey, he tipped, yes. t- tipped their hat at you or something." That day made him memorable to you. Um, Can I
0: ask you a question here? Who's your favorite player?
1: <laughs> um, well, Don Mattingly, okay. the Hitman. Why? Um, just growing up, I, it's who I was watching, and then um, and then I was enthralled uh, by the home run race. Sammy Sosa, being from Chicago.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That but, would have um, been amazing, as a kid. That would have been so exciting.
1: Yeah, um, but
0: but yeah, the, I guess
1: those two. <laughs>
0: yeah. But it's very so. My favorite player. I, I don't know about favorite player because I've never seen him play, and you know all this, but. I really like Bill Lee, you know, Bill the Spaceman Lee. He used to play for the Expos, he used to play for the Red Sox. And he's in, he's in the, you know, the Ken Burns baseball documentary. So hmm. when I was learning more about baseball, so I was watching the KBO and, you know, I was going to the games. American Friends was kind of telling me a little bit more about the rules. I was seeing little bits on YouTube, understanding a little bit more. So my knowledge of the game was growing. And then I started to get more into the history of the game. I was like, right, okay, there's all these great uniforms and logos and ballparks and they've changed over time. And, you know, there's all these amazing things that have happened. So then, of course, somebody, I don't know who told me about Ken Burns Baseball, but I started watching the series. And I don't know if you've seen it, but in that series, Bill uh, Bill Lee appears just for a very short amount of time. But he sat, and I'm assuming, I think he lives in Vermont, and he sat in somewhere that looks to me like Vermont. There's like hills and nice trees and it's very green. He's kind of sat in the middle of a field. And he's got this red uh, baseball cap on that's got C-C-C-P, like the, the Soviet state yeah. <laughs> across the top of his cap. And he's sat there in a very tatty, very tatty, uh, you know, polo neck. And he's talking about his pitches and how he, how he plays baseball. But he's such an outsider. He seemed like such an outsider. I was like, wow, who is this guy? Like, he wasn't the typical athlete. He wasn't the typical, uh, you know, huge kind of meathead or whatever talking. He was he was completely spaced out as as Bill the Space Man <laughs> tends to be, and he was talking about this stuff in such a way that I was like, wow, this is really interesting. There's another layer layer of characters and the the outsiders. It's it's always like a baseball team or any sort of team. You've got your you've got your outsiders. You've got your cool guys. You've got your nerds. You've got your geeks. You've got your your goths or whatever else. And you've got all these different bundle of characters all together in one place. And I feel like there's always somebody for you. You can always identify with that guy and be like. Oh, that's me. That's the guy I like. I can relate to him. He's he's kind of like he's interesting. I mean, it's something really powerful about that.
1: It made me think about that more. he's like uh, the Mattingly thing is I um the way I got into baseball a lot was baseball cards, right? And it, just the photography of it. Yeah. And then, right. but then I started. I would spend so much time with these things, like a freak. <laughs> And um, statistics, Mattingly. I was just always impressed with, you know, the Hitman. Yeah. And um, so he just became my dude. I would collect and I would trade the cards, and um, I probably still have that somewhere. <laughs> but, but uh, to me, it was always kind of a, a visual thing, and it, even you'll you'll see certain uniforms pop up in the artwork that I choose. And a lot of times it's just about the color and the funkiness yeah. of the way that looks. Yeah. I, um, I love that. But
0: these yeah. dudes were like playing in these weird pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get, if you ever get a chance, you know, if you can get to, I don't know, Japan or you get to Mexico, or you get to Cuba, like the uniforms and they have the logos and how it all changes. I love it. Like you get these traditional kind of colors, but then you have these, these things that just spring out nowhere—it's brilliant.
1: That's what I was loving about the uh, the Negro League show. Uh-huh. Was doing the research and man, what is this uniform? And but yeah. like just identifying it and then learning about the the Mexican leagues and the yeah. Cuban leagues during that time and how that's related—that was really interesting to me. And yeah, that, absolutely. It still is. I'm I'm excited to do another round of that subject matter so it's pretty um have, have you read up on on um, the on uh, the negro leagues baseball like that's such um that history in particular is uh it's just fascinating um
0: yeah you know sorry sergio i've lost you a bit on the internet here but i think i've got you back but the, you know, there's, there's a kind of going back to my ballpark stuff or going back to why baseball attracted me or, or, or why I feel like sport attracts me. It's part of that that it reflects so much of our history. You know, the, the Negro Leagues and the history of the Negro Leagues reflects a lot about US history, of course. But yeah. I find the same in the ballparks. You know, you go to a country and you can see, oh, this country was really financially viable in this, this year, you know, in this decade, they had a lot of money because there's all these stadiums going up or you can see like the current style in the architecture, or you can see the, you know, you can see the social history, you can see the economic history, you can see the political history, you know, where are the stadiums mostly based and there's so much to it, which I find, um, you know, reveals a lot about our, our experience.
1: You look at it um, at such a sociological level. What, what's your background? Did you were you a sociology major, or, or it's just a natural...
0: No, I thought fine art, fine art painting um, was my major. Okay. Um, you know what, I, 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 kind of, I kind of put it back. You know what, I my, my dad, uh, his job, he was a vicar. So, like a priest or whatever, right? So, I, it's not like I grew up in a church, but like, I was always, you know, our family, like, well, my dad was a vicar, that was his job. But because that was his job, then you'd often go to church because my mum wanted to go to church so okay we'd be taken to church I wasn't ever that fussed about going to church but we were always in a large group of people you're always with people and you're always being introduced to people and you're always being introduced to I don't know whoever it would be this this you know Mr such and such who lives down the street or you know this is the different people from all, all, all around the community but then sometimes I remember like there was like times where there'd be like a maybe a a visiting preacher from, I remember there was a curate who came over from Uganda or something and I remember meeting this guy and I was a very small small kid but I remember meeting this guy and he was from Uganda. I mean I didn't know you, I knew you, I think I had a stamp of like a stamp collection at the time and like I kind of knew a little bit about you know the stamps of Uganda or I thought oh okay I know it's in Africa. don't know anything about it but I remember like meeting people like that and and how it was always really fascinating to me, really interesting, that there was all these different people from different walks of life and different experiences. I remember this this guy, must have been winter, because it started snowing and some of his kids, he had two kids or a couple of kids, and none of them had seen snow before. And as a kid, that blew my mind. I was like, wow, this guy's never seen snow before. Imagine that. And I feel like there's always these interesting. So part of me thinks the that environment that I I got to experience and having to be quite social in that environment also probably having to i think if you if when you're a kid in that environment you weigh up quickly where you want to be how you want to be who you want to talk to and who you don't want to talk to because you know they 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 seem nice or they're good with you or they're not or whatever else or or you you know they think that you think they tell funny jokes or they like the same football team or whatever else and so you could quickly kind of like so i feel like again you for me anyway i feel like i was looking around and and observing these 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 interactions and the way the whole thing worked and um I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it, I guess, to a certain extent. The religion bit never got through to me as much, but the 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 uh, the just the environment and just the social aspects. There was certainly there's certainly something in that for me.
1: Yeah, it's just cool because the way you um, have described your project so far and your approach just remind me of uh, my friend. She's she has a master's in sociology, and it's a lot of what um, the way she'll approach and think about things but it's very very cool i dig it
0: so thank you very much i think it, I, uh, it is it's it for me it's interesting in the fact that it tells i don't know it's, it's our experience and i feel like that's what art's great at describing you know you talked about ernest hemingway and you know great books and great music and great art you know they they talk about our experiences of life and most of them are quite similar you know you go to Cuba and you watch a baseball game it's not radically different to watching one in the states but in some ways it is very radically different um yeah. the emotions aren't very radically different but just the way it's amplified may be radically different and it's just these little things where you know we're all kind of quite similar really but we are just you know of course in different <laughs> places behaving and acting in different ways and for me uh, wrestling's another one and yeah. uh, and you see that in
1: the way uh, it is in different countries even um i got to see some japanese wrestlers um was in humble texas of all places <laughs> just out <laughs> in, uh, in yeah. a, a weird part of the uh, outer houston and um just just the way they their style it was different but it's all the same it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and um and even reading about uh <laughs> it's it's almost a guilty pleasure this wrestling thing, but I love reading biographies of wrestlers because there's it's such an odd life. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was reading um, about this one wrestler. He's describing the Mexican style, and this was this would have been in the '80s, but how uh, choreographed it was, and how they, you know, look down at that. But now you see the style change here and. Um, it's doing what he was looking down at.
0: <laughs> ah, okay, okay, yeah. But, Have you ever seen any Mexican wrestling?
1: No. Uh, well, on television.
0: Yeah. But yeah, not, not live. Wild stuff, yeah. isn't it? I like
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild in general. I, yeah. I guess my interest in that was uh, my parents were so against me watching it when I was little. And again, what do you do to a young <laughs> artist to get him to stop doing something is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. They probably should have ignored that interest, but you know, it just it amplified it. <laughs> yeah, so good. I'm going to backtrack. So uh, you, you, uh, you studied, you have a BFA? In a...
0: a BA. We call it BA. Okay. Uh,
1: bachelor, yeah. It's a...
0: Bachelor in Arts. Um, fine art painting, I studied. Yeah. So we <laughs> do, generally in the UK, you do, or Certainly when I studied, you, you do your, you finish your high school. Then you did a one year foundation course, which is like a one year art course where you do, I can't remember what they called it now, but you had like 12 weeks at the start where you do two weeks doing fashion, two weeks doing sculpture, two weeks doing, you do a carousel of all these different like, uh, disciplines. And at the end of that, you'd specialize in something. So I specialized in fine art. And then, so you do that for one year and then you, then you go to university. So I did my f- three years and um yeah I mean that was that was that was good and and now when I look back on it you know back when I finished university I was doing a lot of work a lot of work made out of tea and uh, like the actual drink so so I did paintings using tea I did a picture of the queen out of tea bags um and it was all to do with like heritage and cultural identity and history and and there's kind of like there's, there's you know I don't really do that anymore, but there's mm. certainly still strands of that which still come through a lot because, uh, you know what I, what we talked about before it's a lot to do with identity and who we are and and how we see ourselves and think of ourselves and um, what we drink, tropicola, Coca-Cola or tea. So yeah, uh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that was that was that was my that was my my start. Cool.
1: Am I my background's just weird (laughs) you know (laughs) i i uh i got a bachelor in literature one in philosophy during that time i went through photography school and i got a master's in literature and um decided i didn't want to go into the doctorate program because i didn't i couldn't read um chaucer one more time (laughs) (laughs) and then um yeah, that, that whole time, I, I had developed a photography career, and then okay. that morphed into, um, I went back into drawing and painting, and so it's been, it's been a weird ride, so I'm always... Uh,
0: Why did you go from, because to be honest, like I... I was doing a lot of photography myself, and then I've ended up, I decided that. I, I, when I was in Korea, I was doing a lot of tin type stuff, you know, tin type photography and some pinhole stuff. Oh, that, Beautiful. Yeah. That was amazing. But I realized that I couldn't do that and paint. So I had to make a choice. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to paint. Why did you decide that you were going to paint rather than photograph? What, what kind of drew you? Away? It was
1: strange because I. Um, I was always an artist and always exhibited Uh from the time I was 18. I was in art shows, but with photography, you're able to work commercially. So I would get, uh, I would get work and then that turned things digital. And then I became uh, almost depressed because um, I wasn't making things with my hands anymore. I liked playing with, alternative processes especially but then I um I missed I missed making things and then yeah. I collaborated with a friend of mine a friend I made actually through the collaboration and I remember she handed me some stuff and said work on this while I go do something and um I wasn't uh you know I had drawn and, and all that but it not worked in any other style, really? And I started to mess with it, and it slow, slowly, I started to do less photography until I, I didn't, and um, here I am. <laughs> that you know, this it just became the career. Um, uh, so that that is my. Uh, I still don't know. Uh, I still ponder how I got to where I am, but <laughs> but I love I love the journey. You know, it's just uh, what a. Yeah. I'm always curious to hear that you started with the foundation of that, and you know? because uh,
0: it's interesting how that happened.
1: Yeah, and but I think we, we all, right. we all think get here somehow.
0: <laughs> What's absolutely, that? absolutely. Yeah. I think it's yeah. very much that making thing with your hands. Like, there's nothing like being in the dark room, right? But when you're in front of a computer screen and you're going through, I don't know, 200 photos that you took yesterday afternoon, that's not the same, is it? It's there well, is and I, I love very different. Of that. And I, I still use that
1: background in my marketing purposes. Um, I can take fantastic yeah. images, but it's hilarious to me that it's done on a phone now, even the video thing. The fact that, um, you know, as my schedule is, uh, <laughs> it's also very interesting Life has gotten all types of interesting But um, I, I had children later They came into my life later Like I was 37 And um, so yeah I have three toddlers Single father Full time father <laughs> um, They go to sleep I go into the studio Paint I uh, decide Okay I need a few hours of sleep I film my little thing and then, um, and then go to sleep. But the fact that um, I can do that as I lay there about to fall asleep on my phone is awesome. But it's exactly yeah. what <laughs> took me away from photography. I'm like, it's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's become too convenient and um, just a mass thing that isn't optimally what I want to express with. I like expressing this way. Um, it, yeah. um, it is the most fun. It's what makes me the most happiest. So I guess the short answer to that question is uh, I just look for what made me happier. And
0: yeah, here, yeah, yeah, that's it, isn't it? here we are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, whatever. Yeah, that but, but even that could change. You never know
0: yeah that's that's very true as well, I think especially with this this for me anyway, with this covid you know with the time we 've been in and the the fact that i 've kind of had to adapt and i 'm in the hut, you know I used to be traveling all different places now I travel from the house, walk down the path into the hut, and that 's it and you know it's it's really changed my work and it's really changed um know i haven't worked on studio pieces i'd call them like this in quite a long time like it's usually been very much plein air painting out and about like traveling and painting um but recently i've just started doing paintings of all the football stadiums here but i'm doing it through google earth so i'm going on google earth and instead of traveling literally i'm traveling via the internet to you know, Old Trafford to, to the Etihad to all the different stadiums in the UK and painting using Google Earth, which wouldn't be my favourite way to do it or my preferred way to do it, but it still is kind of, it's kind of an interesting process in the way that I'm doing exactly the same thing. I get dropped off at the stadium, I walk around the stadium on street view and I look at the trees and I look at the angles and I look at the light and I'm like, you know, and then I find an angle I like and think, right, that's the one I'm going to paint. But it's... But it's very telling of this time as well this is this is the reality at the moment well we can i can't be out doing that that's that's how it is and it's um but i think there's the value part of the value is in in that it's it's the uh um, again reflecting the reflecting the moment well it um the important thing is that
1: we continue to enjoy what we do you've found a way yeah. to to work yeah, around that's
0: it, finding yeah yeah, that's exactly it.
1: It's awesome. Well, uh, so I meant to do this at the beginning of the show, but um, tell people where they can find your work.
0: They can find it on Twitter at Andy B is an artist. They can find it on Instagram at Andy Brown is an artist, and they can find it on my website, which is AndyBrownStadiums.com. There's a thing there, which I'm not very good at, where you should have all three things the same, but I never really planned that out and thought about it enough to get that sorted out. But, yeah, well, that's how,
1: we, that's how we learn. But, um, hey, go. man, thank you. Thank you for uh, right. taking the time to talk with me. I want to have you back sometime, so I hope you'll, uh, you'll consider that. I hope anytime. you enjoyed the anytime. conversation. It was great getting to know more thank about you. your artwork. You're more yeah, than anytime. just... This faceless person on Twitter now, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Nice, right, I uh
1: I'm gonna sign out. Thank you again.
0: Thank you very much. Cheers,
1: Sergio. <laughs>